Who will be the next to commit to the Auburn Tigers? We tell you, next. Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blogger. I mean, thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen Every single day. Happy Cruton Thursday. We are joined by Brian Smith, Locked On Recruiting Insider and Expert. And Brian, let's turn our focus to Jalen Crawford, the Georgia kid, announcing this weekend. And it seems like, Brian, and we've said this before, we've been wrong, but it <laughs> seems like he seems like he's picking the Auburn Tigers. That's what you would think. Now I've heard a little. Florida buzz too. They're trying there. So if it happens, I'm blaming you because anytime I That's come fine. on this podcast, things go sideways. For me. But, <laughs> Do you think uh, it's us? You think it's our fault? Well, I think it's you. I, I don't think it's Auburn. I think it's you. <laughs> but no, seriously, like Auburn's been the trend for a while. So that's that's what I'm going with. But I've heard so many kids leaning one direction or another to various schools in the last month, and they pick somebody out of the blue. That I'm nervous. <laughs> is that <laughs> NIL, Brian? Is that why people are doing that? That's part of it. Um, but, uh, I mean, I don't know. Like, a couple of the kids just decided to stay home. This is mm. random all over the country. And everybody's like, oh, he's going to this school, we're going to that one. And then the kid, like, third or fourth pick is all of a sudden his commitment. So, mm. I don't think Crawford's that guy. <laughs> but I've been wrong before. Yeah, and you know Zach Gethridge is over that recruitment, which kind of gives you a little bit more comfort from an Auburn perspective. He's yes. he's pretty dang good. He's one of the best ones out there right now. If you have your stud guys recruiting the key players, it's never a bad thing, my friend. And yep. they've done a really good job in the greater Atlanta area for years. Mm-hmm. This is a kid's as a program they recruit every year, so that makes me feel a little more comfortable too. And. I like corners. That's my favorite position group to watch. I think footwork and how they use their hands and, you know, feeling the space around them. I think all that's just super interesting part of the sport. I think Crawford could play early. And I mean, this is part of the sales pitch. We talk about the importance of playing early and Auburn's got older corners with DJ James and, and yep. Nehemiah Pritchett moving on after this season. I mean, it could be Jalen Crawford and Kay and Lee fairly early and you don't feel awful about it. Well, at least they're really talented. I never liked freshman corners in the SEC. Let me start it. with that. But I he's got it. enough talent to play. And I love Lee. I know him very well. He's a really good football player. I think sure. he's an NFL guy. If they can get one more corner in this class that could play early out of everybody they bring in and they'll figure that stuff out, that would help Auburn a lot. They need more depth at that spot. Yeah, yeah. And Amon Lane shot up uh, the on three rankings when they reloaded and redid all those earlier this week. So, you know, maybe he could be that other corner. We'll certainly wait and see. So that's that's exciting. That's exciting. I'll, I'll, I think Auburn's fine in the defensive back room. I think it's the the offensive line, which you and I joke about all the time, and, <laughs> and several other position groups as well. So um, another one is wide receiver, right? And so let's start with the good news and then we'll talk about some of the uncertain news and then eventually drift into the bad news that I think you're really excited to talk about. But Bryce Kane is one of those guys that improved. His rating went from unrated to a top 200 player according to On3. Brian, you got to think when other ranking systems update 247 rivals, you got to think Bryce Kane will rise on those as well. But you're, you're really high on this kid, right? Yeah, well, look. 
He's really fast. He's really twitchy. He plays in Mobile, which per capita is about as good as it gets for sending guys to what I like to call the not for long, otherwise known as the NFL. Sure. And why he wasn't ranked higher earlier, I'm not sure. You and I kind of laughed about that a while back, but I guess better now than never. So hopefully he he kind of lives up to that. But I think he could come in in this system. Auburn's going to run a lot of RPO and stuff. He is built for that, man. Faster than a hiccup. I, I think Auburn fans are going to like Mr. Kane. And he seems solid to Auburn. Like he seems all in, which I, I don't think you really have to worry about him ascending and other people calling him. I, I think he's he seems all in to me. Well, in today's recruiting, again, I'm always nervous. That's Understood. just me. <laughs> but that area, by the way, just generically needs to be Auburn again. When Auburn has been good historically, even Pat Dye, whatever, they've gotten a lot of kids from the greater Mobile area. Good point. And if they don't, they're not going to beat that team up in northwest part of the state as often. This is the kind of player it starts with. Uh, the 25 class is loaded there, et cetera. Auburn needs to win more battles in Mobile. Sure. All right, let's talk about Perry Thompson. I mean, he's become one of the more dramatic recruitments in the state <laughs> of Alabama. I, I don't think that's a stretch, right? No, it's not. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for that to conclude, by the way. Yeah, I, th- I think both fan bases are. I, mean, I think I've seen a lot of Alabama people even be like, okay, even if he flips, like, let's just let's just get it. Like, let's just do this. Let's just do this. <laughs> so, you know, he's been committed to Alabama for over a year, committed last June. Man, Brian, it just seems like all the smoke is him flipping to Auburn. That's the only thing I've heard, too, and I know you've heard similar. So my only question is, when? Please just just, just do this for me. Um, The last time I sent out a message to try to find something about it, I got zero. And it's a person that always replies to me. So what does that mean? Um, I just hope he makes a decision that he wants to stick with, whether it is Bammer or Auburn. Pick one, stick with it, ride it out till signing day. Yeah, once you flip once, it's kind of like, okay, you better Uh, better be it. Exactly. In today's world, though, do you trust that song? You and I both know the answer to that. It's that's rhetorical. It's no. Yeah. I just hope Perry is a kid that figures it out. So, whatever it is for him, what it what it happens sooner than later for me too. Do you think Big Cat Weekend at the end of this month would make sense for him to do it? Then, I think that's a really strong possibility. If it's not him, it'll be some other guys, and he's going to get pressure from some of the other commitments and stuff. My guess is between then and like the fifteenth, whenever their season starts at Foley. I don't know what their first game is. Mm-hmm. You would think you'd want that stuff over with. Because then once you go to games, guys like me going to games asking you, they don't like that stuff. He's, he's going to get asked constantly. And it's just yeah. what we have to do. So him making a decision behooves both parties. Please do this. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Because he said that he wants to – I don't know if he said if this is what the reports from his camp are, but the reports are he wants to announce it before his senior season. Right. And – Big Cat Weekend is just a few weeks before his senior season. And, I mean, that's kind of a pivotal event. You know, I mean, you could really make some national news with doing that, and that's when the hype is going to be the highest. It would make sense to me, but, you know, that that doesn't always mean it's going to happen. Well, at the end of the day, I always tell people the same thing. We're dealing with 17-year-olds. Consistency in 17-year-old males, probably not the greatest in the world. So that has to be taken into account. But I think, again, it's Auburn's done a good job with that list they got coming in for that weekend, too. I know you know more about it than I do, but it's a who's who's list. And they're going to have a lot of guys going to, hey, why don't you come join us? Guys, he's messaging with anyway. 
Yeah. Why not? I guess is the other way to look at it from the opposite perspective. Why would he not make that decision? Well, and the timing of Big Cat obviously is the same weekend that most schools are having their premier recruiting event. Like it's usually a good sign, especially when it's Auburn and Alabama and he's an Alabama commit, but he's going to Auburn's Big Cat weekend opposed to Alabama's <laughs> barbecue. Like, That's I don't important. know. It just, it, it just <laughs> seems like the timing of a lot of it and not just Perry, but you know, Marcus Riddick's a similar situation where like, it just, it seems like the end of July could be really, really strong for Hugh Freeze. If they don't get some of these kids, I wonder why these kids are coming. Because like you said, it would make sense they'd make a decision then or, you know, shortly thereafter. Riddick's really intriguing, by the way. Georgia doesn't just randomly offer linebackers. This is a kid they coveted for anybody that's curious about his talent level. so Yeah, it was a committable offer. I mean, he's committed. It's not yeah. like he's just being, you know, Georgia's going after him. I mean, he was committed for a minute. So Yeah, that's that's a uh, – Auburn could put him in the lineup. He'd be in the two deep probably pretty quick. Him and Phillips together, I mean, they could be one of the better linebacker tandems in recent Cut. Auburn memory, and that's saying something. That's saying well, something. Auburn's had some dudes at linebackers, to say the least. No yeah, doubt. They need more depth and stuff on defense anyway, so I'm sure they're selling that point. Yep, there's no doubt about it. All right, uh, let's get your thoughts on Malik Blockton as well as what you know about the Cam Coleman saga. All that coming up right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. You can take your first swing at betting at Major League Baseball on FanDuel. Get 10 times your first bet amount and bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets. Win or lose. Free money. I love free money. Brian loves free money. We all love free money. There's no question about it. It's all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. You don't, It's not a pain getting the money out of your sports book, which a lot of places it is difficult to actually get paid. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get up to $200 back in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball and the LockedOn Podcast Network. Brian Smith, recruiting expert, joining us. Before we talk about the bad news, let's talk about the good news. Malik Blockton, Marcus Harris, current Auburn defensive lineman's little brother, Commits to the Tigers, Pike Road, Montgomery Kid, uh, a four star that was just like a really quiet, solid win. I think that's kind of a sign of like where Auburn recruiting is. I mean, this would have been a big deal during the Harson era. And it's just kind of another guy, it seems like, with Hugh Freeze. What are your thoughts on, on Auburn getting blocked? In? Finally, they're starting to get some of the kids that I think could play at any school in the country along the D line and front seven. Yeah. That's the first point. Two, he just looks like he shot out of a cannon. The film does not lie. I know we've talked about him before. He's one of the best players in Auburn's class, and he's a guy that can play right away at a critical position. Never have enough pass rushers, brother. And Auburn needs more of them, but this is a great start. And uh, if he comes in and plays right away, it will not surprise me at all. You feel like he could rush the passer at the next level? I mean, there's a lot of talk about where exactly he's going to fit, how much more weight he's going to gain, but – do you think he could be a potential pass rusher maybe from the interior defensive line? I think he's one of those kids that may move up, if you will, but strong side end and then eventually playing three-tech or being what they call a swing guy? Yeah. Absolutely. Just depends on the circumstance. You know, if you're playing a three-man line, third and 20, maybe he's a three-man guy, but first and yeah. 10, he could play some strong side end or three-tech. Just whatever Auburn wants. Mm -hmm. Sure, sure. I mean, I, I just I, – I really like his tape. I don't know if he's going to be – you know, play as a freshman type kid. I think it may take him a little bit to kind of get some technique down, but his body and his frame, like you just have to love that size at his yep. age. I mean, it's that's, great. 
that's why I think he can play at least some next year. I'm not saying he's going to come in and start. Sure. But be in the rotation? Sure. Six four three hundred as like a seventeen year old. Yes, please. I will take that. And it can move. Can move really, really well. So very, very exciting. Brian, we haven't talked since the Cam Coleman stuff went down. What's your thought on it? Did Auburn mess up somewhere? Did A and M back up the Brinks truck? Give me your thoughts on the Cam Coleman situation. Uh, first off, I've met him once. A great kid. A pretty quiet, traditional kind of Alabama kid. And from everything in his recruitment, he was recruited by everybody, for the record. Yeah. I didn't hear AM one time as a really strong possibility. And then I opened my phone after I took a nap one day, and the first thing I saw on Twitter was he had committed to the Aggies, and I said, there's just no way. Yeah, it was July 4th. Yep. Yep. And I'm like, okay. I mean, if he had committed to Florida State, I wouldn't have been shocked. Auburn, no. obviously, a couple others. LSU, they weren't Clemson, on my radar. Clemson was in there, I think. Yeah. yeah. So something's goofy, and I'll leave it at that, but I, I will make you one strong prediction. He will take more visits. This is not over with. That is my strong belief, and that includes official and unofficial. If I am wrong, so be it, but this is a very awkward one. I talked to a couple people that were laughing about it that are in the recruiting industry. Nobody believes that it was just A&M. He wanted to go there. We'll leave it at that. Interesting. All right. Do you think he ends up in A&M's class or the field somewhere else? Field. I'm not really? buying it. I mean, look, at the end of the day, you're a receiver. Name the last year AM was good at throwing the football. Oh, gosh. Have I mean, they been good at point. passing since Johnny Football was there? I mean, like really good? To my knowledge, no. Not consistently. At They've least. been okay. I, yeah, I mean, sure, I get it. At some point, receiver is attached to another position more than any other spot at sport. It's quarterback, obviously. Mm-hmm. They can't throw a freaking football. At some point, he's just not going to want to go there, is my opinion. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong, but that's where I think. Yeah, I mean, that was before the, the current staff was even there. I mean, ever since Jimbo Fisher has been there, I mean, their offense has been extremely underwhelming. You're being kind. J- uh, Johnny was last It's a family day. podcast, Brian. We got to be kind. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. 2013 yep. was the last time Johnny played for the Aggies. So. That's a long time, bro. That's a long time. No kidding. No kidding. Uh, general thoughts about the current state of Auburn's class right now. Rivals kind of graded every class in the SEC. They gave Auburn a C plus, I believe, just because the number of commits is so low. As far as average player ranking, I think Auburn's second, depending on where you look. But they've only got 10 guys. Your thoughts on kind of the, the quantity versus quality argument. I hate how the recruiting rankings just go by a point system. Your needs, impact players, whether or not you got a quarterback, et cetera, are far more important. Only about eight to ten guys out of most classes really hit. So your top-end guys are more important. And just a lot of the kids they were going after just hadn't decided yet. Um, A couple we were just talking about that are in-state kids, when they flip, Auburn's classes is going to go up in points, overall production, et cetera, and impact players. So I'm not as worried about Auburn as some of the recruiting rankings, but they want clicks. I, I just tell it like it is. Yeah, so you you feel if you're talking to Auburn fans right now, which you are, you're saying, hey, you should feel fine with the current state of the class. Patience. They're in recruitments. A lot of kids aren't going to decide until October, November, December. You know what I mean? Like the Perry situation, it just being what we were hoping is done, but we don't know. Mm -hmm. There's some other kids, and and they're recruiting in the South, man. It's competitive. They're going to flip a couple more kids we're not even talking about yet. Sure. I bet you they end up in the top 15, possibly top 10. Plus, you got the portal. 
that's where Auburn really made their A. Overall, I think they're going to be just fine. Brian, how can people check out everything you've got going on? At FB Scout underscore Florida, Twitter, and definitely YouTube and doing a lot of stuff there too. It's fun, man. We're, we're at the end of this little recruiting run, but uh, it's, it's been fun talking about all the recruiting classes. Yes, be sure to check out Brian. Uh, he's all over the place. Coming up, my conversation with Jason Jones. You're listening to Locked On Auburn. We're now joined by Auburn defensive lineman Jason Jones. Offseason keeps rolling on. Sounds like you guys are still putting in the work, man. Yeah, everyone's doing pretty good. The workouts are a little bit different, but I think everyone's adapting now and stuff like that. And now we got a little break um, and everything. But uh, obviously with me and a few, a lot of other players, it, it doesn't end there. We still got to keep working. So I got to keep grinding during this off time. Yeah. You say a little different. It's a little different from like earlier in the summer to now or like from year to year different? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, earlier this summer now, different workout plans, different um, running's different. All this stuff is different, but it's just more so adapting. I got it. I got it. So, I mean, just, you know, just kind of chatting with you. I mean, it sounds like communication and kind of getting to know everybody else on the team, make sure everybody's on the same page with this new Ron Roberts defense. Mm-hmm. What is that process looking like when you have limited access to, to the coaching staff? Yeah, I, I believe – I honestly believe everyone, especially even the new freshmen, are getting the hang of, of the whole uh, philosophy of learning playbook very fast. Yeah. Um, I know when I was younger, when I was a freshman, I, I kind of, it was kind of hard for me, but like a lot of these guys are adapting fast. Like um, Dan Reed's doing pretty good and mm-hmm. adapting fast. Keldrick obviously got the um, whole – play the whole playbook down pack. So yeah. Yeah. Darren Reed's a guy that Auburn fans are kind of throwing his name out more and more and more and more folks are excited to see him as a freshman this year. What's he doing? That's kind of standing out to you. If you don't mind. Darren, uh, here's one thing about him. He won't quit. So like, it doesn't even matter if stuff gets hard. If time gets hard, he's, he's not, he's not a quitter. He's going to keep on going. Cause he like, I can, I can tell that he really wants it. Mm-hmm. And then you mentioned Keldrick. I mean, he he seems like a special, special player. Um, able to play multiple positions on the defensive front. It sounds like you still seeing kind of consistent improvement from him. Yeah, Keldrick, again, yeah, Keldrick has been doing amazing, grinding every single day. He's always finding ways to try and get better. Amazing player. Um, and like I said, during the fall, like he's 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 gonna turn a lot of heads if he hasn't yeah. already. Right. No, I think he already has for sure. So as far as your role and your understanding of the defense, how much of it is I need to know just what I'm doing, whether it's a stunt, whether it's an alignment, whether it's a cut, whatever that may look like, versus kind of knowing what the entire front seven is mm-hmm. doing. I mean, where, where are you kind of with that? I mean, you're, you're a leader of this team. You're a veteran. What does that look like to you? Yeah, I, I try and learn everyone's position because it only benefits me. And um, like I said, like if you know what everyone's doing, just makes your job a lot easier because you know why you're doing your job at that point. Yeah. So like I try and learn at least the linebackers. I look to the linebackers' job and everything like that. So. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and I would imagine it would help understand. Like, okay, it makes sense why I'm going here. Like exactly. whether it's whether it's I'm attacking this gap or you know getting you know this guy's attention or whatever it may, that may be. Like yeah. probably allows you to kind of execute with more purpose because you yeah, understand yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. And it allows you to play a whole lot faster too. Mm-hmm. Do you think most of the players in the front seven are doing that? 
Um, on time with tell, but I, I assume sure. so because again, it, again, it only helps you. Jason got a question from a listener in the Discord. Uh, J Will twenty seven wanted to know what away game you're looking forward to the most this year. Definitely, definitely Cal uh, and Berkeley. Okay, I shouldn't say I should even say Cal is Berkeley to me. You know, I played it up at <laughs> I played it up at uh, Oregon. We beat on them then. We're gonna beat on them now. So I mean, I'm ready for that game. Is it just because? It's that trip, or is it the fact that it's the first road one and it kind of sets the tone, or is I it just because you're going to Berkeley? For me, it's more so that I played in the Pac-12 and I played against them and I have some little, you know, a little beef with them, you know, with them. But you know, it. it's all good. It's all good. Is there anything special about playing at Berkeley? Because, I, I mean, I'll say it. Like I, I think you guys are going to be able to take care of business there, but for some reason, the narrative around that game is kind of crippling up, where it's like. Oh, this is going to be a tough one. This is going to be a tough one. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but a lot of Pac-12 folks are kind of circling this one, saying like, "Yeah, I think Cal's going to win," and I just, yeah. I just don't see that happening. Jason. Well, um, personally for me, again, I, I played Cal. Cal's a really good football team. Don't, yeah. don't let it, don't let it under, underestimate because like they, they will embarrass you. And I think their offense is so unique to the point that they'll run sideline to sideline to sideline to sideline and then throw it over the top of you. So. Mm-hmm. That that's the type of offense that I personally like too. So I guess that's why I have a little bit of respect for them because that's that's what they did against us at Oregon. Okay, got it. But as far as like playing there as a player, I mean, anything anything special about it? Um, I do like their stadium. It's it's kind of okay. cool, little dome, little coliseum. But besides that, no. <laughs> got it. Got it. Uh, one thing I wanted to get your thoughts on, and and some folks were throwing out some of this on Twitter um, earlier in the week. But Auburn ranked, when you look at offensive line continuity, so how often the same offensive line was together, Auburn was 69th in the country at 35.6%. The next closest is Georgia Tech at 41%, and it goes to teams all the way up at 74%. So not very good. In fact, Lance Daw, writer at Auburn Daily, said Auburn had 10 different offensive linemen appear in at least four different games and record 150 snaps. I mean, Auburn played a bunch of offensive linemen last year you've gone up against these guys every day specifically in spring it's a totally different group jason do you get the vibe that it's going to be different up front for auburn this season definitely definitely like uh, i've said in previous interviews too like this offensive line is strong and they play with technique so you can't just be going out there and doing whatever you really want you gotta you gotta do your assignment you gotta do what you your 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 technique so you don't get blown off the ball because again they these guys play so well together uh, opposing the last year. So, uh, again, I'm excited for what they're going to do this season. I'm ready to see it. Yeah. Any of those guys that you went up against that you're thinking, okay, they're going to really, they're going to be really set up and primed to have a strong 2023 season? I want to say the whole line. If I had to pick people, I mean, like, uh, obviously Jeremiah Wright, everyone wants to see him. I want to see him in, you know, more games because he's a really dominant off. Line is very strong. Avery, I feel like Avery's going to be a huge one and one one of the biggest one in my opinion that I'm really excited to see or ready to see is um, Dylan Wade. I mean, all of all of them pass the eye test for sure. Is Jeremiah Wright the biggest smack talker of the group? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Who told? I think it was Camden. Camden Brown was talking about how just like he never shuts up. He's always talking. <laughs> no, but that's him. That's that's just that's Jeremiah. That's him. He, yeah. 
But but that but that's also the confidence thing to it, and I kind of like it. So, who in the defensive line group kind of is most likely to go back at him as far as the talking goes in between reps and in between snaps? Because I don't think it's mm. you. You don't strike me as a smack talker. You strike me more of a just I'm going to line I up. And if, you, if you get Marcus Harris going, then he then he's going to say something. If you get him going, like. He, if you don't get him going, he ain't gonna say nothing. If you get him going, he's gonna start, you know, talking smack to you back. Okay. I think mean, jokingly you. DK or uh, Donovan Kaufman does it sometimes, but like jokingly, I'm like, <laughs> I could see that. I could yeah. see that. That's fun. That's fun. It, as far as like looking though at, at offensive line continuity, is that something that you guys look at when you're scouting other teams, or it's like, man, they've got a different offensive line every game. I mean, I would imagine that's something that. One is harder. It may make it harder to scout, but also like it's probably a, a good thing if you're looking at that, right? I'm not sure. I don't look at that. I just look at okay, if he, is this guy injured? No, if he's not injured. Okay, this guy's playing. Here's his tendencies. Here's what he's good at. Here's what he's not good. What he's not good at. So you don't necessarily look. It's like okay, this has been the same group for three games in a row or anything like I mean, that. There's obviously like some things like oh, this this group has been together for. Mm-hmm. two years so this guy's been together for three years so they work very well together so we have some some stuff like that got it got it jason thanks for stopping by the show really appreciate it my friend and we will talk to you soon all right see you later man. thank you so much to brian thank you so much to jason we will be back tomorrow to wrap up the week our last show before sec media days until then you can check out all my written work at auburndaily.com and we will see you tomorrow this has been locked on auburn